Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. Father, we thank you. The entrance of your word gives light and understanding. We pray that you will speak to us this morning. And at the end of today, let us be doers of your word and not just hearers. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we conclude our series called Mission Possible. Mission Possible. We started this about four weeks ago. And we started by talking about the story of Zacchaeus. How Jesus was going to Jerusalem. And on his way, he saw Zacchaeus, he saw him on a tree. And he told him, come down from that tree. You don't belong on a tree, come come down. Change your position from that of discomfort, from that which which is is, um, not where God has put you, to the place where God intends for you. The place where God is taking you. So God, Jesus called him and said, come down. And told him that today salvation is coming into your house. Whenever you encounter God, things change. He replaces your evil with good. He replaces your tears with joy. God is a God that replaces things. Things that are in your life that are not meant to be in there, God comes in and he changes them. He gives you joy for your morning. That is who God is. So he called him and said, come down. And from that, we went into the second part of the series where we spoke about the good news. We spoke about the good news. Isaiah 61 says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to open the prison gates to those who are bound, and to proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord and the day of vengeance. So it began by saying that God has come to proclaim the good news. To proclaim the good news. The gospel of Jesus is the good news. There is nothing bad about the good news of Jesus. It says, I've come to proclaim this to you. Meaning that if you're anxious, I'm taking away the anxiety. If you're depressed, I'm taking away the depression. If you lack, I'm giving you abundance. That's the good news. If you are meaningless, guess what? People will now begin to seek for your own opinion. Never see yourself as who God hasn't created you to be. You were created by the best to be the best. That's the news that Jesus brought. And he also said that I've come to heal every brokenhearted. Whatever it is, regardless of the disappointments, regardless of the rejection, God says, I'm healing that and I'm giving you a testimony. The things that you've lost, I'm restoring back unto you in multiple folds. In multiple folds. Not just heal the brokenhearted, but also proclaim liberty. Also proclaim liberty. During the exhortation, daily spoke about the scripture that says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom. 
when you carry the spirit of God in you, you can never be in bondage. Because you cannot put the spirit of God in bondage. So Jesus said, I've come to proclaim liberty. Step out of jail into your freedom. Step out of your old lifestyle into the newness that I've created for you. You can't live in the old and tap into the new that God has for you. No. It says, all things have passed away. Behold, the new things are here. You cannot find God in the old. He's waiting for you in the new. So he says, I've come to proclaim liberty and also to proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord, the day of vengeance. People have hurt you. People have said things about you. People have mocked you. But Jesus is saying, vengeance is mine. Let me do the fighting for you. You don't bother about that. You don't bother about that. Then we went on. The part three of the series, it's good news part two. And we continue to talk about the things that Jesus has brought. The things he has brought. And the first thing we said is, for your shame, it would give you double honor. Not just honor. Double what? Honor. Double honor. Double honor. Double honor. People mocked him. People spoke about him. People lied against him. And that might have been your story. Or that can currently be your story now. Where you look at your life and it seems shameful. Do you understand? It seems shameful. It seems like, you know, you're not where you think you should be by now. You look at your colleagues, you hear about them, and you're like, I should be there. But Jesus is saying that for your shame, I'm giving you double what? Honor. Double honor. It makes all things beautiful at a time. You might not have gotten married when you expect to get married. But when it's your own turn, your own wedding will be the most beautiful. That's it. You give your testimony. You take a picture of it. You post it, you share it. Whether people like it or not, it doesn't change the fact that God has done it. Feel free. It's your praise report. After the double honor, then he says, I've also brought what? I've brought peace. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace that no man can fathom. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says that for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Wherever there's confusion, God is not there. He's the God of what? Of peace. He also says that I will give you double possession. Be fruitful. Multiply. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be wealthy. His word says that you will build houses and you will inhabit them. It's part of the promise of God for us. And lastly, it says that I will give you everlasting joy. Everlasting joy shall be yours. You know, something that is everlasting means that it, it goes forever. It never ceases. It's back to back, right? It's eternal. So you may be thinking, how can I have joy every day? <laughs> but Jesus is saying, you can have joy every day. Joy is different from happiness. Happiness, you create it yourself. Happiness are the things that are happening around you. You can go on vacation and be happy for a week or two. 
But when you come back and you see that boss at work, that happiness flies away. You can go to a comedy club. You can watch all those things on IG that would make you happy, but that doesn't mean that happiness would last. The joy of the Lord gives us what? And his word says that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Now, if you carry God on the inside of you, it means that right on the inside of you, you have the fullness of joy. So there is nothing anyone or any, any place can do to you that can affect the joy you carry. So everlasting joy is possible. If you talk to me, if you don't talk to me, if you mock me, if you praise me, it does not change the joy that is on the inside of me. That's what Jesus has brought. And today I'm going to be rounding up in this series and talking on what I've titled, Love Me Back. It says what? Love me back. Love me back. I think I've shared this story here once. You know, how I proposed to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I should share it again. <laughs> mm. So we did it, you know, and for six years, and on the sixth year, you know, I, I just I got this confirmation that you know this is this is my wife. We're good to go, you know. And when God speaks, I hear go. I don't hear come. That's me, you know. Once once uh, once I just get that word, no one can stop me, unless he hasn't spoken. So I was here in the U.S. and she was in Nigeria. So I was gonna, you know, get ready for proposal and everything like that. You know, I bought some of my, I bought my candles from here. You know, I bought my, you know, different kind of things. You know, I even bought some flowers. I bought it from America here, because <laughs> I don't want to use plants when I get to Nigeria. <laughs> I just, I took care of myself very well. You know, put everything in my bag and went. You know, and everything. And let me tell you, ladies, you might not know this, but no matter how long you've been dating someone, guys dread proposals. Ah! <laughs> you know, you've seen this girl, you've been talking and everything. You've, actually, you've even spoken about marriage. You've spoken about marriage. We're going to have this. We're going to do that. But that day, we don't know whether it will be a yes or no. You, you don't know. You know, you don't know. And you know, you go down on one knee, like, and people are watching you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I didn't do my proposal in public. I don't know why people do that to themselves. <laughs> I didn't do mine in public. Ah, get somewhere, come and embarrass me. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen proposals. And one of the things we do is before you propose, you watch other proposals. You know? And for some reason, it's not, it's not, it's not really the good ones you watch. It's, you see, you see that YouTube title, Proposal Gone Bad. Hey! <laughs> oh, man. We dread proposals, I'm telling you. But I went, you know, she went to make her hair one of those days. And before she came back, changed the old place. Now put, you know, nice got some John Legend in the background. You know, put everything. Da, 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 da. You know, I can be a very romantic guy, you know. You know. 
I followed her going, you know. And when she came, I was the only one there. <laughs> Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Yeah. Whenever proposals happen, everybody's waiting to hear one thing. And what's that? Yes. Yes. They don't even care about the guy underneath. <laughs> don't they? Everyone is waiting to hear what? And this reminds me a lot about the story of Jesus. If you go into the book of Romans, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8, next slide, next slide, who's there? Next slide. If you go into Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. Everyone is loved by God. Whether you're a saint or a sinner, whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, an Hinduist, a Buddhist, a nothing that you're doing, an atheist, God loves everyone. Even the people you hate. He lost them. He created everyone and he loves everyone. His love is public to everyone. We all can see it. We all can hear it. In John 15 verse 13, he says, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. That's the kind of love that Jesus showed us. He laid down his life for you and I. For those who know him and those who don't know him. For those who have accepted him and for those who are yet to accept him. You want to show a friend you really love him or her, the greatest kind of love is for you to lay down your life. And last I checked, none of you have done that because you are here. <laughs> no greater love than that. Jesus came to reconcile us back to the Father. I was at a store on Friday, and, you know, at my life group, you know, one of the things, I was even sharing this with them, one of the things, you know, we had this challenge that we did, and I told them, you know, I was going to talk to a stranger, you know, a total stranger. So, I was at this store, and I met the store owner, and we began to, we began to talk. Oh, he asked me, you know, what, you know, what I did. And I said, oh, that I'm, a, I'm a pastor. He said, oh. Oh, that's good. That's that's great. He said, ah, you know, he said um, that he, he has studied a lot of religion. He said, I've studied a lot of religion. He said, I've also studied, you know, I've studied the Old Testament, you know. And he said, you know, I believe that you know there's some spiritual being, you know, above everyone. Um, I, I just don't believe in God, you know. Um, that that's just his own, that's his own view. 
And then I said, that's interesting. I said, because, you know, I, I've also studied, you know, I've studied the Old Testament. I said, but have you studied the New Testament, though? He said, yes, that he has studied the New Testament, you know. And I've said, of, of, of all the prophets, you know, that what do you think about Jesus? He said, oh, yeah, he's a decent guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly, I'm, I'm telling you verbatim. Yeah, he's a, he's a decent guy. You know, he's done some miracles here. He does some miracles, you know, science, science. Yeah, yeah, he, he, did, he did pretty well. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. But he said, he said, I just don't believe he's the son of God. I was like, I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. Um, I said, I, I, I believe he's the son of God. I said, and you know, one, of the, one of the reasons why I believe that is because when, when, when I compare him to the rest of the prophets, so there was something interesting about Jesus, about the life of Jesus. And that's the fact that he died like every other prophet, but he resurrected. He, he rose up again. And other books in history, apart from the Bible, have a record of the fact that Jesus rose up again. And at that point, he just went defensive. He said, he said, I'm not a believer. I can never be a believer. <laughs> yep. So when he said that, to me, I was like, ah, yes. I've dropped a seed there somewhere. <laughs> because there was no comeback for that. If a man could die eh, and also pull off his resurrection, and people saw him, and they felt him, I will follow him. Because <laughs> I'm yet to see any other person, any other prophet or God pull that off. He said, I am not a believer and I can never believe. And the first thing Jesus wants for you and I, when it comes to loving him back, is to believe. Is to believe. Is to believe. He says in his word, very popular scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He loves the world so much. He gave his only son to die for our sins. He shed his blood so you and I can be here. Can you imagine if this was still the Old Testament? We will not be here, you know. Even your blood cannot save you. He shed his blood so we can be here. He said so that those who believe in him, it's one thing for God to love everyone, but the way of showing him that you love him back is to first say what? You believe. Like God, I just believe. I may not understand everything, but I believe you. Stop trying to figure him out before you believe him. You believe him to know him. You can't know him without believing him. So that those who believe him will not perish. That's a word that, that's a word that people don't like to hear in church. Ah, perish. Ah, hell, Jesus, no. But what Jesus is saying is there is a world beyond this one we are in. This one we are in is going to end someday. This world we are in is going to expire someday. 
And there is life, everlasting life, one that is forever coming right after this. So Jesus is saying that I want to give you the best of life here. And I want to give you the best of life after here. To what? Believe. Believe. Until you believe in him, you can't begin to know him. Until you know him, you can't begin to do exploits. It takes, number one, doing what? Believing in him. Then the second thing is this. You confess. You confess him. Someone say confess. Romans 10, 9 to, 9 to 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I see salvation coming to you in the name of Jesus. I said I see salvation coming to you in the name of Jesus. You will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's one thing for you to believe. It's another thing for you to do what? To confess. To confess. You confess that you are for Jesus. You confess that you stand for him. When you believe, you know by yourself, right? When you confess him, the world knows where you stand. When you believe him, you know where you stand because it's your heart. We can know. We don't see that. But when you confess him, the world knows what? Where you stand. The world knows where you stand. The world knows where you stand. Is my savior. Like I told that man, I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died and he rose again. A lot of times you guys will confess. You confess. Who has any favorite, you know, like football team here? Yeah. Yep. Ravens, Steelers, yeah. Soccer, anything. People don't watch anything here. <laughs> you know. Man U, Chelsea, those kind of, you know, Arsenal, mm-hmm. you know, Arsenal that never scores any goal. You You see people, they are very passionate about these, their teams. They never miss a game. They will go home to watch a game. They will watch a game in church. I hope no game is on now. Because your phone is about to start freezing. (laughs) People will wear the jersey. And what they're doing is they're taking a stand that I'm for this team. You see students in certain schools, they have this um, um, sorority. Alpha, Peter, Capacitor, everything. They're all, they're all about that. They don't miss, they never miss any meeting. They are doing their hands like this, like that. You know? Yeah. But what are they doing? You're making a confession that this is who you're for. Jesus is saying, I want you to confess to the world. That I am your savior. That I am your what? I'm your father. I'm your father. I'm your father. When a guy kneels down in front of everyone, he's confessing that I want to spend the rest of my life with this lady. I love this lady. We will go through the ups and the downs together. 
We will get married. We will have a family together. That's what he's doing in that moment. And what others are expecting is for her to say, you know what? I will also confess that we're going to go on this journey together. Not only would you believe and confess, once you believe him and you confess him, the next point is to follow him. Is to do what? Follow him. It's to follow him. It's to follow him. It's to follow him. Mark chapter 1 verse 17 says, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. When you follow Jesus, you are made. You are not made until you begin to follow Jesus. Follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will take you to where you need to be to, where you need to be. Follow me and I will show you your purpose. Follow me and I will give you the best life. You are not made until you begin to follow Jesus. Until you begin to follow Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Where do we get our instructions in following Christ? It's in his word. It's in his word. It says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It's useful to teach me what is true and to make me realize what is wrong in my life. Use it on yourself, first of all, before you begin to use it on other people. Correct yourself first. Teach yourself first. It says, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses the word of God. He uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. To do every good work. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. When you're following someone, Brito, can you come? When you're following, when you're following someone, you don't follow from the front. Right? You follow from the where? So, if I'm going this way, and it's very far away from me, I don't understand. <laughs> Wherever I go, the person also does what? Of course. If I make a right, he follows. If I stop, he stops. If I sit down, <laughs> sits down. If I stand up, stands up. If I squat, it's okay. <laughs> Let's not break his back. When you follow, you follow without question. Follow me, and I will make you. Until you begin to follow, you cannot become who Christ is. It's in following him that you become who he is. No questions asked. That takes me to my last point. 
in showing God how to love him back, you have to become him. You become him. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Chapter, sorry, sorry, chapter 2 verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. After you've followed someone for a while, guess what? You begin to talk and do things like the person, right? Have you ever seen a child, you know, who after a while, you see the child and you're like, man, that's exactly how your father does. That's exactly how your mother does. That's the kind of decision they will take. What? You guys, you look too much like you even do things the same way. Why are you dressing the same way? What? That's creepy, man. It's not creepy. Same what? Mind. And that's where Christ wants you and I to get to. The point where we can make decisions the way we will make it. The point where our life attracts people. We are light wherever we go. He says, I would make you fishers of men. Men will begin to flood you because you carry something that reflects Christ. Reflects Christ. Everywhere you go, you got cloud. <laughs> right? You got cloud like Jesus. Wherever you go, you become like him. Let me round up with this this morning. It says in Matthew 28 from verse 19 to 20 says, Go therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, even to the end of the age. Go therefore, in Luke 19 verse 10, that's our anchor scripture, Jesus said, I have come to seek and to do what? And to save that which is lost. I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. Our assignment is to now take this word of God, we share it with the world. We share the good news with the world. This is what Jesus has done. This is what he has come for. He wants the best life for you. Believe in him. Confess him everywhere you go. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Don't be apologetic about it. Confess him. Let people know who you stand for. Let people know what you stand for. Let people know the kind of standards and values you have. Let people see you and say you reflect Christ. Let people who don't know Christ see you and say there's something about you. You're just different. Follow him. Make that decision today. And then be like him. That's how you love him back. Amen? Shall we rise this morning and just give God praise? Exalted. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.